Bank of Canada has made its latest interest rate announcement. Today we maintained our policy rate at 4.5%. That's Tiff Macklem, the bank's governor, at a press conference Wednesday morning. We are encouraged inflation is declining and we are seized with the importance of staying the course and restoring price stability for Canadians. So some good economic news, or at least not bad news. But Macklem made it pretty clear he's prepared to raise interest rates again if inflation doesn't keep getting lower. This episode, you'll hear Armina Lagaya from our Perspectives Newsroom team speaking with Scotiabank's chief economist, Jean-François Perrault. As he always does when we hear from the Bank of Canada, JF will explain the thinking behind the decision, where he thinks the economy is headed in the months to come, and whether Canadians can expect to see lower interest rates anytime soon. I'm Stephen Maurice, and this is Perspectives. Here's Armina Lagaya. Welcome back once again, JF. Oh, thanks for having me. So what do you make of the announcement today? What is the big takeaway? I think the big takeaway is that there isn't really that much new. So the governor confirmed that they were going to keep rates at four and a half and that they were likely to keep those for an extended period of time. So that's what he'd indicated he was going to do a few meetings ago. He's sticking to the plan. That's what we thought was going to happen. So not much of a surprise from that perspective. I guess with these sort of things, we're all just trying to read the tea leaves, read between the lines of their announcement. Was there anything that stood out to you or is there anything you think they're trying to signal? Yeah. So clearly they're trying to kind of do this balancing act between what's happening on the inflation side, which as the governor indicated, it's coming in reasonably in line with expectations. So he's indicated some degree of comfort with the direction inflation is going in, which is a good thing. I mean, it's still high, but it's going in the right direction. So balancing that against what we've seen so far in terms of economic data for the year, which are strong. So in this decision, which is accompanied by a publication of the Monetary Policy Report, where they lay out their forecast, they've actually raised their forecast for growth this year, taking it back a little bit in 2024, but raised their forecast for growth and still maintain this perspective that rates probably don't need to go up any further. So that was a bit of a surprise. The other thing that he did, which he needed to do, is there are parts of the market. So when you think of kind of the futures market for the Bank Canada policy rates, where there's a market for these things, there's a probability of a cut in the decision today, which we thought was ridiculous and of course didn't happen. But markets are still pricing in rate cuts as we go out through the year. So the governor, I think, is trying to put those to bed a little bit by saying, listen, we don't think certainly not our view at this point in time that we may need to cut rates. So he's pushing back a little bit on that pricing. Again, because growth is coming in stronger than anticipated and inflation remains well above target, even though it's going in the right direction. Yeah, I find that that's all really kind of confusing because on one hand, there's really, really strong economic data and it's just chugging along. Okay, well, then maybe there's a possibility of of a hike, but at the same time, looking at the markets, there is that pricing in of the opposite. So how do you untangle all these things? What can we realistically expect in the months ahead? We're pretty comfortable with how the governor's characterizing the view. That is, inflation is in the right direction. Again, still too high, but in the right direction. Thinks that they're done. He's basically acknowledging that risks to rates in the short run are to the upside. That, you know, looking at growth, hoping that inflation keeps doing what it's doing, but there's a risk that it doesn't. And so he's talking about basically saying, we're assessing whether or not policy is restrictive enough. And that's code for, you know, we may need to do more. We may need to cut, but we may need to do more. So he's reminding people that between now and the next few months, the risk is much more to the 
upside on rates into the downside, certainly based on what we're seeing in the data. You know, that's a pretty tricky communications job, and we'll see how the market digests that as he speaks. But it is, you know, a reflection of this bizarre positioning in markets, which are expecting a cut, presumably because they expect either inflation to go down much more rapidly than we think is reasonable, or that they expect growth to be a lot weaker than what seems to be kind of the consensus view at present. Whereas if you're in a world where the central banks ought to cut, you're in a world where growth is definitely slowing more rapidly than we currently think. And we think at this point seems reasonable to assume. All right. So what I'm hearing is it seems that Macklem is pouring cold water on the notion of a rate cut anytime soon. Is that your take on it? Yeah. I mean, I think that's definitely what he's trying to do. Our view is that the pricing of rate cuts was not appropriate and still is not appropriate. So we're glad to see that he's pushing back on that. That being said, rates will be cut eventually. And, you know, our forecast is, for instance, for rates to remain at the current levels till the end of the year and then eventually be cut sometime early next year. So that by this time, a year from now, it's probably going to be the case that variable rate mortgages are going to be cheaper than they are now, at least we can hope. But there's no question. There's no question that the governor's indicating that in the short run, don't count on a rate cut. If anything, count on another rate increase. Mm-hmm. Just so many factors to consider, so many almost conflicting variables. I want to take a bit of a step back to talk about recession. There's been a forecast for a recession, but with all of this, where are we at with a potential recession? So certainly the Bank Canada doesn't think a recession is all that imminent. So they published in these updated forecasts, obviously the growth rate for 2023, but they also give you a look as to what they think is going to happen in the second quarter of this year. And that's as far as they go out in terms of quarterly forecasts. And they're actually expecting growth in Q2. And of course, a recession, if you're very simplistic about it, it's two quarters of negative growth. So if you don't have your positive growth in Q2, then the recession doesn't start until later in the year. We're still of a mind to think that the recession is going to start in the second quarter. That is to say, very small negatives, very small decline in economic activity. But it's the same old story from that perspective. For the last several months, forecasters have been anticipating weakness in Canada, in the US. And that weakness is just slow to materialize. Things are more resilient. Things are more robust than uh, we'd appreciated. And that obviously is one of the reasons the Bank Canada's had to raise rates much more so than anybody thought, because the economy is just resilient in the face of all that. Now, we know, though, that households are impacted by higher rates, that businesses are impacted by higher rates. And we know that there's a lag between when those rates move and when they impact economic activity. So we're confident that things are going to slow and slow significantly and possibly decline by virtue of the increased interest that we've seen. And if it doesn't slow, then we know the Bank Canada is going to have to do more to engineer that slowing. So there's a lot of reason to believe that that weakness is going to show up at some point. It's just really a matter of when that occurs. Mm-hmm. And is it the sense that the strength in the economy means that it'll be more of a soft landing, if you will? It certainly feels that way. I mean, you've got inflation that's, again, high but slowing in an environment where growth is actually stronger than you'd anticipate. And labor market is still very strong, right? So people aren't getting laid off. The job prospects are still very good. We know the firms are still looking to hire. And that's a bit of a Goldilocks scenario, right? If you can keep this going on, you can actually might have this situation where maybe we keep revising growth forecasts up for the remainder of the year. And inflation comes in lower than we'd anticipate or in line with what we'd anticipate. And that would be fantastic, right? Because then you'd have a period of slowing inflation where there isn't all that much economic harm that's caused to get that inflation down. We're certainly tilting towards that side of things, much more so than a hard landing at this point. No question about that. 
Yeah, I wanted to dig into a little bit more about where we're at on inflation, because obviously it is coming down nowhere near the 2% target that the Bank of Canada wants it to be. But for example, for Canadians, food inflation is still at 10%. So where do we go from here in terms of inflation? So our sense is that inflation goes to 2%, so the Bank of Canada target mid-2024. So still a long ways away. And that's total inflation. So that means that there are some prices that are going to go more than 2%, some prices are going to go less than 2%. I think the thing that's important for people to keep in mind as you think about inflation is even though there's very strong reason to believe that inflation is going to continue to decline, declining inflation doesn't mean necessarily that the cost of goods is falling. It just means that the cost of goods and services now rises to 2% as opposed to 10 or zero. Mm -hmm. So you know, don't think that as a result of, say, inflation control sometime next year, that we'll find ourselves with grocery bills that all of a sudden are back to what we're used to paying. Same with rents, the same with the various other types of things that we're buying. So in that sense, kind of the consequences of the higher inflation that we've seen, there's kind of permanent, right? This is a permanent increase in the cost of the broad range of things that we buy, even though inflation will probably continue to be on the path that it's on, which is the decline. Thanks so much, Jeff. I think we'll leave it there. Well, thanks. I've been speaking with Jean-Francois Perrault, the Chief Economist at Scotiabank. The Perspectives podcast is made by me, Armina Lagaya, Stephen Maurice, and our producer, Andrew Norton, whose podcast editing speed is only surpassed by his quick wits. Andrew wrote that. For a transcript of this episode, visit our website, scotiabank.com perspectives. The clip you heard in the intro was from the Bank of Canada. We'll see you next time.